I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Living in the riches of my Lord and King, I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Committed to Him in everything I do, believe He'll come again. And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham. The Lord told me how He wants me to be to abide in Him and His Word in me. Anything I ask Him. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this broadcast of the Covenant Living Program. Glory to God. I'm so glad that you tuned in today to hear the Word. It's going to be a rich time. And let's start with a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you, sir for the privilege and the honor of bringing the Word today to your people. I'm asking you for favor. I'm asking you for clarity of speech. Think through my mind. Speak through my lips. I'm asking you for clarity of communication and clarity of receiving, sir. And I'm giving you glory because I am expecting, I release my faith for deliverance, for healings, for miraculous provision for every person watching or hearing this broadcast today, sir. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Well, I believe you're having a wonderful day and it's going to get even more wonderfuler. <laughs> I know I'm having a good time. It's it's a wonderful day. I I this message I'm going to do today, I preached to myself this afternoon, and if I can stay seated by the time we get done, I will be so impressed because God is just so good and the word is so rich. Oh, if you've been watching over the last several weeks, we have been going through how rich our lot in life is supposed to be. But it can only be that way through living and immersing yourself, living and moving and having your being, as the Word says, in Him, which is in the Word, because He is the living Word, powerful and mighty for the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations and bringing every high thought into obedience. And as you can tell, I combined five or six different scriptures. And if you want to see how all they fit together, you need to go back (laughs) and watch the broadcast leading up to this one. Glory to God. Because I can't go back through everything. I was doing good to to get the the topics I discussed each time to get them in the time frame. So... Oh, man, He's so rich and so wonderful. God is so good. He's blessed me, and I'm so thankful. And we need to get into the Word. (laughs) Before we open our Bibles, though, I want to read a part of a prophecy by a man named Smith Wigglesworth. What a powerful man of the Word, Man of faith, man of the spirit. I like somebody asked him one time. He said, uh, or they said, how how long do you pray at a time? And he said, oh, I don't. I never really pray over oh five, ten, maybe fifteen minutes at a time. They were shocked. 
mouth hung open. But then he smiled and he said, but uh, I never go over 5, 10, 15 minutes without praying. Constant, constant communication with the Father, communication with the Spirit. You know what that is? That's living and moving and having His being in Him. Glory to God. That is a demonstration of that. One of many. (laughs) So this was a prophecy that came through Him from the Lord in 1947. And I'm just going to read a small part of it here um, because there's something here I want us to catch, okay? When the Word and the Spirit come together, there will be the biggest move of the Holy Spirit. Excuse me, the biggest movement of the Holy Spirit that the nation and indeed the world has ever seen. When the Word and the Spirit come together. Now, I'm going to, what we're going to talk about today is what happens when they come together. What, how does that work? And why would it be so effective? All of it, everything that we discussed today, needs to be in the light of the previous three (laughs) broadcasts starting with our lot in life because everything we've been discussing since then is keys and elements of producing that manifestation it's there that lot in life that god has provided for us exists it's there It was provided for when Jesus went to the cross. The manifestation of it is up to us. And one of the key reasons for that we saw in Hosea 4.6. My people are destroyed. That word destroyed means come short, fail, and destroy. So people fail to attain that level of success in every area of life, to be complete and total, every wit, whole spirit and soul and body all the way through to the end, they fail, they come short, they're destroyed early without attaining that because of their lack of knowledge and as we saw previously, primarily of the Word. Alright? So you need to go back and watch or listen to those previous broadcasts because everything that we say today is aimed towards that. Now, the prophecy also applies, as does everything else that we've discussed, to a much larger global and church-wide manifestation and effectiveness uh, than just in our own lives. But we've been focusing primarily on our own lives, our own families. If you get proficient in that, then you can affect and should be affecting the entire planet. Okay? Alright, now that's we're off, we're off into lots of other lots of other broadcasts there, okay? But my point is this. What we're going to be looking at today is the combination of the word and the spirit 
How do they work together? Why do they work together? And what's the Spirit's, the whole, when you're talking about the Spirit, you're talking about the Holy Spirit, what's the Holy Spirit's involvement in this? Okay? So, now, grab your Bible and turn with me to the book of John. The book of St. John. And we're going to start looking in uh, chapter 14. The book of John, chapter 14, and verse 26, which means I need to turn a page. Let's see. But the Comforter, and just in case you had any question, which is the Holy Ghost. When the Father, or excuse me, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Well, Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. They are the Word. What I have said unto you is part of the all things that the Holy Spirit will teach you. The Holy Spirit is the teacher of the church. The Bible says you have no need that any man teach you but the Spirit. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have any need for a minister to teach you because when he said you have no need that any man teach you, he's meaning the flesh man, any worldly man teach you. Because the only way that any minister of the gospel can teach anything worth hearing is through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher of the church. He will teach you all things. If there's anything that's being taught of the Word, the Holy Ghost is doing it. The man or woman in the pulpit, on the platform, sitting next to you on a bus that that ministers the Word to you, the only way he can teach you anything that will edify and build you up and produce fruit is by the Holy Spirit. So that's, that's what he's talking about there. So, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. Now, go over a couple chapters to chapter 16. So, now we're in John, St. John chapter 16. And let's look at... (laughs) This is really cool. There's several different things connected here. Let's look at verse 13. How be it when he, the Spirit, not only the Spirit, the Spirit of truth. We're going to come back to that in a second. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he shall, well, no, he will, he will, he will, not he might, not maybe, he will guide you into all truth. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> We're going to come back to that. Stay with me. I can't hardly wait. For he shall not speak of himself. 
<laughs> I apologize. I know where this is going, and it's just I'm just tickled. <laughs> oh, whew, he not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will, not he might, he will show you things to come. He will glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall, will, shall, same thing, shall show, <laughs> show it unto you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, said I that he shall take of mine, which consists of all things that the Father has, and shall show it unto you. Wow. That is what the Holy Spirit does. Now, back up to um, verse 13. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, translate and meditate, my word is truth. Howbeit, when the Spirit of the Word is come, He will guide you into all Word, all truth, all Word. When the Spirit of the Word is come, He will guide. And that word guide literally means guide. He will guide and show and in detail all Word, glory to God. He is the Spirit of the Word, and He will guide you into all Word. Now, something else I want to point out uh, is verse 15. Everywhere where it talks about, um, let's see, all things... Uh, all things that the Father has are mine. Um, therefore, uh, da, da, okay. Therefore, I say He will take of mine, which consists of all things that the Father has. Remember, and He will show it to you. Now, that word "show" literally means. To announce in detail. A detailed explanation of everything that the Father has. Wow. The Spirit of the Word will guide you into all Word and he will take of everything that the Father has. And he will announce, he will speak it to you in detail. 
That is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, I think that shows a whole picture of the importance of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Because you need access to a detailed explanation of all that the Father has and a guide to the knowledge of all Word by the Spirit of the Word Himself. Glory to God. What a way, what a way to put the next step on producing your lot in life according to the Word. Now this is this is confirmed. Go on over to First John. Turn with me to First John. <clears throat> and chapter two. First John chapter two and verse twenty. But you have an unction. You look that word up, it actually means anointing. You have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. You per, that word know means perceive, understand, and know. Now, how does that affect your knowledge of the word that we talked about in 2 Corinthians 10, where it talks about every high thing, every imagination that exalts itself against knowledge of the Word. That's the Holy Ghost's job, is to guide you in all Word, so that you know, understand, and perceive all, you know all things. Well, I guess so. He announces in detail and speaks to you all things that the Father has. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. Go with me over to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, and we're going to go to chapter 14. And we're going to look at several different things here. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And let's see. Where do I want to start? Uh-huh. Okay. For he uh, verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth uh, the word him is in italics. So no man, uh, for no man understandeth him. Howbeit, in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. Now another translation actually says divine secrets unto God. Okay. Now let me give you a little, just a little bonus here. This is maybe a little off topic, but not really. Uh, I'll give you this nugget. That word unto. All right. That word unto is also translated in many instances as the word with. 
W-I-T-H, with. So, just to see how it affects the verse, let's put that in there. For he speaketh not with men, but with God. Speaks with God. Divine secrets. Mysteries to his mind, mysteries to those around. How are we going to make this work? How are we going to, how's this going to work? How's this going to work? He that speaketh in tongues divine, speaks divine mysteries, divine secrets with God. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit through speaking in tongues, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. How, how can someone expect to walk through life without the ministry of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues? Because we're going to see, we're going to see more about the speaking in tongues manifestation of the Spirit uh, here and just, we're, we're going there right now. We're going right now. We're going to go on down and uh, we're going to look at Verse 5, I would that you all spoke with tongues, but rather that you prophesy. For greater is he that prophesies than he that speaketh in tongues. Now that's been used for years uh, incorrectly to say, you know, well, okay, it's okay to speak in tongues, but, you know, it's a lot better to prophesy, so let's just not think. The, 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 um, uh, the, the, the feeling given off when somebody says that usually is, so we're not even going to mess with, bother, with uh, speaking in tongues because, uh, you know, he, Paul would rather that we prophesy. That's not what he said at all. As a matter of fact, he starts off verse 5 saying that he would that we all spoke in tongues. And even more than that, prophesy is basically what he's saying in that verse. I would that you all speak with tongues, but rather, but even more that you prophesy. But check this out in the middle of that verse. But he that speak, uh, let's see, um, for greater is he that prophesy, that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except, okay, there's an except here, except that he interpret that the church may receive edifying. He's not saying not to speak in tongues. He's saying do it when you're, when you're doing it in church, do it with interpretation so that it can build the church up. Because look at the next verse. Okay, he said, rather, rather prophesy, okay, speak in tongues, except... All right. He's greater than he that speaks in tongues, except that he interpret. Then he makes the same comparison down here. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I shall speak to you either by revelation, or by knowledge, or by prophecy, or by doctrine. What's going on here is a comparison. 
He that prophesies is greater than he that speaks in tongues, unless, allow me to use that word for clarification, he that speaks in tongues, unless he interprets so that it may edify the church. For what good does it me, what good does it you if I come speaking in tongues, unless I speak by prophecy, by knowledge, by um, uh, doctrine, or by revelation. You get the revelation. You get the knowledge. You get the, the prophecy. You get the doctrine when you interpret the tongues. Now, don't misunderstand me. You can have knowledge, prophecy, doctrine, uh, and revelation apart from speaking in tongues and in, in, in interpretation of the tongues, I should say. But you can get these things, and these things do come through the interpretation of the tongue spoke. That's what he's, the point that he's, one of the points, one of many, is so rich in revelation, one of the many points that he's trying to get across here. All right? Speak in tongues, but when you're in church, especially interpret, because it doesn't do any good if I don't speak to you by revelation, prophecy, knowledge, and doctrine. Excuse me, let me get the order right. By revelation, by knowledge, by prophecy, by doctrine. And that word doctrine, you're, you're going to like it. It doesn't mean doctrine like the doctrines of the church. Okay, If you look up that word, it literally means teach. I swear, it means instruction. It means instruction and teach. That's what the Holy Ghost does. That's his job. So, of course, doctrine is coming through the interpretation of tongues. It's praying in the Spirit. He's going to teach. He's going to show you things to come. Words of knowledge. Prophecy. We have an unction from the Holy One. We know all things. We pray in tongues. We can interpret. He gives revelation. And it edifies the hearers. And it teaches and gives instruction to the hearers. Glory to God. Isn't that good? Isn't God good? Hallelujah. That is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. To teach. To instruct. So, speak in tongues. Pray in the Spirit much. Much, much, much pray in the Spirit. And then receive it. You know, <clears throat> Mark eleven twenty three and 24. Uh, when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have it. You know, that does not say when you pray in English, believe you receive it and you shall have it. <laughs> no, no, no. Most people think that. They put that little extra in there in their minds. But it says when you pray. Well, when you pray in the Spirit, as the Spirit gives utterance, and you're praying those mysteries and divine secrets with God, believe you receive when you pray. He's not going to pray wrong. Believe you receive when you pray, and you shall have it. And as it says further in the in in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 pray that you interpret receive the interpretation and you shall have it glory to god now let's put some things together 
over the last several broadcasts and go with me back to Romans chapter 8. Well, it just kind of flops open there. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Isn't it, isn't it fun being saved? Isn't it just wonderful, fun, joyous life? Glory to God. All right. Now, let's look at Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. That word helpeth actually means takes hold together with us against our infirmity. Yeah. Ooh, that's what the Spirit does. Glory to God. I'm telling you, i got to stay in this chair, but I, I, I'm going to be impressed. The Lord will help me. For, <laughs> for we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Tongues and groanings. The Spirit prays it. Even when we don't know what to pray. That's His job. And He that searcheth the heart knows that knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because He maketh intercession for the saints according to the will, the plan, the purpose of God. He makes intercession according to the purpose of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Is that you? Do you love God? I love God with every fiber of my being. To those that love God, to them who are called according to His plan, hold everything, turn over, go back to First Thessalonians where we started all this several broadcasts ago. And look at this. Look, 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 look what the Lord has done said. All right, so the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray you whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We already went over the fact that that's your lot in life is what that means. So that would be His plan and His purpose that Romans 8 is talking about, right? Uh-huh. You're called according to His purpose. Look at this next verse for 24. And faithful is He that calls you, called according to His purpose, who also will do it. Mm-hmm. He will do it. He is faithful who's called you. He will perform it. He will do it. Now, if you can stand it, go back over to Romans 8. Glory to God. He will do it. Verse 29. For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, to the image of the Word. We talked about that. That He might be the firstborn among many brethren. I'm a brethren 
with the Son conformed to His image. Moreover, (laughs) moreover, whom He did predestinate, them He also called, called, you're called according to His purpose. (laughs) And, okay, calm down, David, come on. Whom He called, them He also justified. And whom he justified. He's talking about us here, people. Whom he justified. Them he also purified. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Glory to God, I guess so. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Oh, God, help us renew our minds transformed into the image. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect. That's us. That's you he's talking about. Who can lay anything to your charge? It is God that has justified you. Bless God. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ who has died. Yes, rather, that is risen again who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. That's why there's no condemnation in Him. God has justified you. Renew your mind, bless God. Who, who, considering all these things, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. No, no. What do we say to all these things? We are more than conquerors. Glory to God. It is your destiny. It is your lot in life. How do you get there? You tell me. Come on. Come on. Live in the Word. Live in the Word. Have your being in the Word. Renew your mind so that you have knowledge of the working operations of the Word through the ministry of the Holy Ghost which teaches you and guides you into all Word. Glory to God. You can't lose for winning. You can't go under for going over. Glory to God, you are a winner. Now go out there and live it, blessed God. Woo, man, I made it. I'm still in the chair, glory to God. (laughs) It's close, though. I had to grab a hold a couple times. Woo, man. Thank you, Father. Oh, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your revelation of the Word. It is so rich. Woo, now, now, in broadcasts to come, 
we're going to go into even more details and elements of successfully, fully living in your covenant. Covenant living is your lot in life. It's the way you should be living your example, proving it, proving what is that it is the will of God to the world, proving it. You know, in Malachi, God said when he was talking about tithing, he actually said, your words have been stout against me. And they said, how have our words been stout against you? And he said, you have said, what profit is there in serving God when obviously there's great profit financially, great profit health-wise, great profit mentally to serving the Almighty God whose plans and His purposes and His will for you is so, so good and complete all the way through till the end. So, keep coming back because we're going to keep giving you more insights, more revelations, more concepts of how to be living within your covenant. I hope and pray and believe, release my faith that this has been a blessing to you, that you have learned elements to put into work. Be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. And if it has, if it's blessed you in any way, drop us a note. The information's right there on your screen. David at WeederMinistries.org. Give us a note. Let us know if there's something that we can be in agreement with you. When you send in a prayer request now, give us the scriptures that you're standing on so that we can we can be in agreement with you on those, all right? Have a wonderful day. Go forth and live the victory that's been provided for you. And we'll see you next time. Don't forget now that Jesus is Lord.